You are listening to the Self Made Bay podcast with your co-hosts Danny Fountain and Lola Gilbert, who dive deep into the psychology and strategy of starting a business. Here is the place where we get real with you, talk about the gritty parts of business that make us cry, and cut out the bullshit. We're ready to talk about how the hell we handle the day-to-day when life gets hard. Take our hands, join in conversation, and get real support as you build your empire. Because you're a self-made babe. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feeds or iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram at selfmadebabepodcast. All links are in the show notes. Now, let's get into the show. Welcome back, everyone, to the Self-Made Babe podcast. Today, we're here with Ashley Cox. She's the HR partner for creatives. Through her company, Sprout HR, she helps creative entrepreneurs learn all about how to hire, train, and lead a thriving team. Ashley, we're so excited to have you here. Hey, ladies. Thanks so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be on the Self-Made Babe podcast. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Go ahead and tell the audience about what you do because I'm going to bet that they have no idea what an HR person would do for entrepreneurs. <laughs> what in the world is this crazy person doing? Yeah. So I, like you introduced, I help people hire and train and lead their team. So what exactly does that mean? Well, it means I traded in my high heels for bare feet and I hang out on Skype and Zoom all day and I help small business owners figure out am I ready to grow a team? Do I need team members? What kind of team members do I need? How the heck do I hire them? Where in the world do I find them? (laughs) And so from that point, we really build a relationship around helping that person grow their team strategically, as well as doing things legally. And there's a lot of stuff that a creative entrepreneur just doesn't have experience with that I come along and really help guide and advise them on. Uh, Most of the people I work with have never been in a management position. They've never led a team. They've never been a part of the hiring process. And so all of this is really brand new. Uh, So I provide a lot of coaching too around training your team members to help them onboard and to become effective, productive members of your team quickly. And also around leadership development because that's a part that a lot of creatives are hesitant to hire a team because they don't know if they're going to be a good boss or they don't feel like they have the skill set in order to be an effective leader. So I deal with all of those areas and it is so much fun helping creatives really just grow their businesses beyond what they thought they could. That is so cool. Well, you know, I love you, us little (laughs) HR girls. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) It's really cool to hear someone focusing on that specific part because I know a lot of times uh, entrepreneurs and creatives will hire a business coach, right? And a business coach will talk about all the things that they should be doing in their business and team comes up often. I can't tell you how many friends I've heard that have hired a business coach and the business coach says, okay, do like the task dump, start sorting, who would you assign to all of this? But then it kind of stops. Like it's on the creative to, okay, now what? I have this task list. Uh, So you kind of come in and right where the business coach leaves off with saying, hey, you probably should have a team. (laughs) You kind of come in afterward then with, hey, here's how you get that team. Absolutely. And figuring out what kind of team member do I need? You know, there's 
1099 contractors and there are employees and even with employees, there's full-time and part-time and seasonal and temporary and interns and all these things. And it's so overwhelming and it becomes very daunting. I actually worked with a client who had been trying to hire someone for her team for a year. She just didn't know who to hire, <laughs> what they should be doing and where to start. And so we were able to turn her around in a couple of quick weeks and she hired her team and was moving down the road and she was able to get so much you know needed relief in her business and you're exactly right so I kind of pick up from well hey you probably need a team to okay let me help you do this thing uh, so it's it's really fun to kind of work with them from a consulting basis as well as coaching them on how to transition through these pieces so let's talk about the marketing side of things. Sure. Uh, when you come into a space and you come and talk to creatives and creatives, the vast majority don't like, we never think about HR. We never think about team until a business coach tells us we need one. Um, <laughs> how, how do you, and perhaps how do you struggle uh, with marketing knowing that you're trying to explain something that's very, ambiguous. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny that you asked that because a lot of people complain about the opposite problem. There's so much competition and, <laughs> and you know, I don't know how to get my message out there. Well, at least people know what your message is. <laughs> <laughs> Graphic designer. We kind of know what you do. HR person. What? what do you do? I don't understand. So I spend a lot of time educating people. And that's kind of my marketing tactic, I guess you would say, is really just being in Facebook groups and connecting with people and having coffee chats and talking about what I do and, and where I see those services fitting in with their business. You know, a lot of times I am just reading through comments that people, people are posting in Facebook groups and I'll see an underlying HR you know, kind of theme going on, or they're asking a question about something that other people are kind of giving their opinions on, or they've, you know, had experience in this area. And I'll be like, actually, that's kind of an HR thing. And, and that's, that's my world. And I totally help creatives with that. And here's, here's how I can help you. Uh, so it's, it's a lot of education. It's a lot of giving help in, uh, you know, long comments on, on posts and Facebook groups, everybody's always like, oh my God, your comments are so long. But I just want them to understand, like, here's the level of support that I can provide. Here's where that support comes from. Um, and just really educating people a lot and, and making it fun. Kind of, you know, when you, when you mention the marketing side of it and how do I market it? What do I struggle with? It's very easy to get super dry and super boring <laughs> with HR things. <laughs> kind of like attorneys and lawyers and, and those types of professions. Like we have to work extra hard as professional services for creatives to make it fun, to make it approachable, to make it accept, you know, accessible to people. And so I, you know, I try that through my branding, through my personality, through, you know, being punny or sharing quirky little jokes in my Instagram comments. So that way it's not so intimidating. It's so funny that you say like you use marketing, like you use education as your marketing tool because I was sitting here thinking, I was reading your pre-show trying to figure out what I was going to recommend you do for marketing and all of the things that I would normally say, like transition to a place where you're charging for consult calls or um, any of those things that I would suggest to help you start nudging your marketing a little bit higher you're almost two steps behind that in, okay, how do I tell the market what it is I offer and why they need it? 
It's almost <laughs> telling people that they need you, not telling people what it is that you do that is different. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, I do have to say your blog content is on point, which is probably why you got that 100 Best Sites for Solopreneurs Award. Oh, uh, thank you. <laughs> I was so proud of that. <laughs> I remember you were so excited and you'd like none of your friends nominated. No, I no, like, I have no idea where this came. Some random stranger in the world loves me. And I was like, I feel so validated, y'all. Like, seriously. <laughs> so good. It's the little things in life. So I want to talk about the goals that you listed in the pre-show information because oh, A, gosh, I don't even remember what I put. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> um, but A, I'm super curious about what you're up to. Oh, yeah. Um, and B, I want to talk about it. So cool. you said 30 days from now, you want to have launched the beta round of your hiring course and finished yes. the sales funnel. Now that one I remembered because that one's a huge, <laughs> huge project <laughs> on my plate right now. <laughs> and then 60 days from now, you want to launch the full version. And 90 days from now, you want to develop and launch a handbook template. Yes. So I totally get the handbook template thing. And like, I've been through Heather Crabtree's Streamline with Systems course. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, a handbook template. That would be like an ideal next step after finishing that mm -hmm. course. Um, <laughs> yeah. But hiring course, talk to me yeah. about that. This is going to be exciting. <laughs> I am like, there's nothing out there that I've seen that really goes into the level of detail and step-by-step -step that I'm going to walk creatives through. And everybody and their brother has an idea about how to hire, but I have proven techniques that have created great, great success in hiring and retaining or keeping your employees. So one of the things that I see a lot of people struggle with in the creative world is they'll hire someone and they're not the right fit. And then they hire someone else and they're not the right fit. And then they hire someone else. And I've worked with clients before who've hired four and five and six times for the same position. Something's broken there and I can help you fix that. And it's the way that you actually go about structuring your interview process, how you interview candidates and how you select those candidates. And I think that's something really unique that I can bring to the table because I've had great amounts of success with this in the corporate world where I spent 10 years doing all the HR things, but primarily being really super focused and niched down into training and recruiting. And so I think that that's what's going to be unique about my hiring course. It's not just, you know, find someone that you like online and be friends and then congratulations, they're your employee. Um, you know, it really gets super strategic and, but it's simplified. It's not a bunch of corporate jargon and it's not a bunch of HR acronyms that nobody understands. It's not a bunch of, you know, hard to reach, hard to conceive concepts. You know, I've done all that. So I'm going to take that and I'm going to break it down and make it super simple and super approachable. So that way you can hire people that are actually going to fit your needs and your business. That is going to be amazing. I'm so Thank excited you. for that to come out. I am so excited. I keep telling about it, you know, so I obviously have got to be committed yeah, to making to this happen, right? <laughs> <laughs> so my next question is actually kind of a perfect transition question. So I'll toss it to Lola after this. Um, but we talk a lot about, you know, me, the entrepreneur or the creative hiring someone and realizing it's not a good fit. But what if... What if you're on the opposite side and you've been selected 
to be someone's ongoing retainer X, graphic designer, <laughs> VA, whatever. Um, and you like the person as a human, but you know that either they need something that you can't offer or you offer things that they're not ready for. Or how, how do you sever that relationship if you're on the bottom side of things? Because yeah. I feel like that's something we don't talk about. Yeah, that's actually a really great point. And, you know, it all comes down to one simple thing. People don't like conflict. Yup. <laughs> like to be involved in conflict. They don't like to create the conflict. They don't want to be on the receiving end of the conflict. And so that's kind of more the mindset issues that we have to work through as human beings. And it's okay to like somebody, but not be a good fit. And so it's really just being able to, I always recommend being able to sit down and really bullet point. Why are the reasons this isn't a good fit? Because if you can detach the emotional part of it from the, here's what's actually happening in real life, that's going to help you separate I like you as a person versus this is not a good match business wise. And so then at that point, when you go to sit down with that person, it's doing it face to face. It's getting on Skype, getting on zoom, having them come to your office. If you guys are local or in town and just saying, Hey, you know, I've got something I need to really talk about. It's better if we do it, you know, face to face. I want to make sure we like hash out all these details and getting together and sitting down and just saying, you know, here are some things that are, not really working well together. It's not about us as individuals. I love you as a person. I think you're a wonderful person, but X, Y, Z. And so when you can remove that emotional component from it, which is really hard because creatives are very emotional people. And most of us that we're working with in this online world are women. So kind of take that times a thousand, right? And we get really connected to each other. And, and we feel like we're hurting someone's feelings, but we're really not. If we're coming at it from a very logical point of view, and we have those bullet points to help guide that conversation, uh, it's, it's a conversation that needs to happen. Otherwise, you're going to be miserable. They might be miserable. You're not going to enjoy your work. They might not be getting the work that they need done. And it's just going to, to kind of create this awful like resentment stew and nobody wants to eat resentment stew right but we're all sitting out here like oh god I gotta eat the resentment stew because I don't want to be mean well you're kind of making it worse right <laughs> yeah a hundred percent and I think that um as you were talking about that I can just like hear myself talking to myself over and over and because I am such uh I do not want to hurt anybody I put everybody like at the top of my list before myself I think of everybody before myself and as an entrepreneur I really had to work on that mindset mm -hmm. because it is a business and the same reason that you have to price yourself like a bit like your business and organize yourself like your business you also have to interact with other people like your business yes and that mindset shift is the only thing that is going to take you from side hustle from hobby to full-blown career um and it is such a hard thing to do i know for many of us because um like you said we just don't want to hurt people mm -hmm. and we also i think as small business owners think about our reputation 
communication a mm-hmm. lot more than other people, especially with like social media out there. And it's so easy for someone to like tweet or have a Facebook post <laughs> yeah. about this like angry meeting I just had with my now ex boss <laughs> and like that, you know what I mean? Like it's so yes. easy um, for people to just, just fucking walk all over you. Yeah. Like uh, just go off the deep end. Yeah. Just like, Whoa, what just <laughs> happened here? Exactly. <laughs> um, exactly. So anyway, I think it's so, so important that you said that, that, um, that we really do need to attach, mm-hmm. detach from the emotional side of things, especially with employees. Yeah. Um, but I also wanted to talk about, you were talking about um, how you worked in the corporate world in mm-hmm. HR. Um, is that right? In, in yes. HR? Yeah. Okay. That's what I assumed. <laughs> yeah. what I assumed. Um, and I was thinking about my past, like um, a nine to five corporate experience as, a, as an executive assistant. That's what I did. And um, for employees, a lot of times HR the HR department is like this wonderland over here that you only talk to if they need like new paperwork filled out or <laughs> they need a copy of your new ID or something like it's almost like you don't see them as like real humans. They're just like <laughs> over on the second floor somewhere. Um, and that sucks so much because mm-hmm. if you think about it, they are truly the people that are handling 95% of your employment and so that it runs smoothly. So as you trans, as you, um, transformed into an entrepreneur now and you're kind of the face of your company and it's all about HR and nothing else. Um, how do you interject your personality and your face into, um, into your business more? Because like I said, maybe in your corporate job, it wasn't something, and maybe you don't feel like that in your, in your part of the business. Maybe you feel like you were everywhere. But I feel like as as I was working, I just don't feel like those are people that we talk to on a regular basis unless you work side by side with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I always tell people it's hard being in HR because everybody sees you as the principal's office. <laughs> you don't want to go to HR because you're probably not going there for a good reason, right? right? And so it becomes a very scary place to go, which is sad. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be now in HR because I was very much a unique HR person. Um, I kind of did things my own way and I, I marched to my own little beat and other people in HR would look at me kind of sideways like, what is this girl doing? I mean, I had a hot pink furry monkey hanging on my door. Yeah. I had, you know, marker boards full of like inspirational quotes and like all the things that feel comfortable in this creative world, right? Mm-hmm. We're very out of place in the corporate world. Um, so I was kind of felt like you were like coming home. Yeah. It know? really has been a coming home experience. That's a great way to put it. And, and some, somebody asked me the other day about the transition and, and I explained it this way. I have been training my whole life for this moment. Mm-hmm. My whole corporate career has been to help prepare me for this. So that way I would have the skills and the experience and the knowledge and the abilities to help creatives where they are in their business and, and be able to work with the fun people that I want to work with. And the cool thing about it is the clients that I work with want my help. (laughs) They're actually grateful to see HR. Yeah. They don't have HR in their business and they're not, you know, accustomed to the, go to the principal's, principal's office, HR in their business. So I get to really interject a lot of my personality because HR doesn't have to be 
boring and it doesn't have to be scary and it doesn't have to just be the place where people go to get punished and beat over the head with a club. You know, it can be the place where we have fun, where we engage with each other, where we create that team and where we really are just building those relationships that are going to take our whole business and our whole team to the next level. So uh, yeah, coming home is the best way to explain that. I love that so much. And I think that every entrepreneur should feel like their career path feels exactly like that. And I know that there are times in, in this journey that are so fucking hard and that make us <laughs> want to quit. Yes. But I think that the overwhelming feeling of the career path that you have, sh that you have chosen should feel like coming home every day. And it's so exciting to see. I know you got listeners, you cannot see her face, but she's just beaming oh. as, she, as she talks about all of these things. And I'm like, girl, I don't know how you're beaming about HR, but I'm so glad that you are. <laughs> I'm the nerd that loves the HR thing. So we can make it fun, I promise. Yeah. And, and I also think that when entrepreneurs get to a point in their business where they are ready to expand and to catapult their business and to bring on a team, that should be a fun experience. Mm -hmm. Like again, with everything comes a little bit of overwhelm and a yeah. little bit of fear and those types of things. But, but I, I think that you should be excited about all of these new people that you get to meet and that the possibility of them working for your company and just all of those things. So I'm so excited. There's someone like you out there to help us. And I, I was reading through your blog because as soon as I opened up the website, I'm just like sucking in information everywhere. Um, <laughs> And I just wanted to mention this briefly because you actually on your website, you have a, um, an interview with heart, uh, uh, PDF download, hundred interview questions, um, with a template and a guide, which I love because I think that there is such an art to interviewing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know as employees, when we get interviewed, it can be a scary experience mm -hmm. and that can, um, that can not allow you to show your best self when you're yeah. scared. Um, and so for us as business owners to do something like download the template and the guide that you have and make it a fun experience for everyone and um, an easier experience, um, I think that's so important. And how do, you, how do you think that as we are interviewing people, if we can give like a little tip to our, our listeners from yeah. you, um, what is something that um, we should be going in with emotional wise, like mentally wise, how should we be preparing for an interview? Know that they are a thousand times more scared than you are right <laughs> off the bat, right off the bat. Everybody gets freaked out, but guess what? You're in the driver's seat. Like there's not a better place to be. Mm -hmm. and so you're also the expert in your business. Know that know that you know what is going on, who the right person is and what they're going to be doing in the business and, and really getting prepared for your interview ahead of time, having a plan, having your questions lined out, having, you know, even going through the questions, practice them to yourself in the mirror, get comfortable rolling those words around in your mouth. So mm -hmm. that way you don't come into the interview and you're reading off your sheet of paper, like tell me about a time when you had to <laughs> That is just not cool. Not no. cool. And the interviewee is sitting there like, I'm already scared to death. You don't know what you're doing, obviously. <laughs> and now I'm not sure I want to finish this interview or be with this company. So, yes. you know, you've got to come in with a sense of confidence and knowing that you're in the driver's seat of the conversation. 
And it, it, and that's really kind of the, the sum of it is preparation is so key to settling your nerves and then being able to help the candidate settle yes. their nerves. And my biggest thing was I always opened up with, you know, Hey, we're just going to have a little chat today. I really want to get to know you. And, um, you know, it's not one of those crazy, scary, typical corporate interviews. And of course in this world, it wouldn't be a corporate interview, but right. You know, you can come into it and just say, it's not going to be one of those really intense, scary interviews. And I'm not going to try to like nail you with some hard or confusing questions. I just want to get to know you. I want to know about what you've done and, and see how we can maybe be a good fit. And I want you to ask me questions too. So an interview is a two-way street. This is a conversation. And so if you can set it up that way, you're going to have such a better result and you're going to get the information you need out of the interview, not just the information you want to hear. Like, oh yes, I love customer service. It's the greatest thing in the world, right? Because we end up asking questions or scaring people into answering the way that we want them to answer. Yeah, a hundred percent. I definitely wanted to, to ask that question and I kind of end there because I think that um, interviewing is a responsibility that us as a, one of the responsibilities that we start to take on that makes us kind of feel authentic in our business. Mm -hmm. Like it's no longer just me in my pajamas. Like I'm kind of <laughs> like formally responsible for someone else. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's absolutely terrifying, but I, for one, am going to be grabbing that template because I'm so excited about it because I never know what to ask. And I'm so excited. It. To grab it. <laughs> um, but as we wrap this up, do you want to tell our listeners where they can find you and find out more information about you? Absolutely. Y'all can find me hanging out over on my website, sprouthr.co, C-O. And I also love to hang out in Instagram at sprout underscore HR and on Facebook, Sprout HR. Um, if you want to check out the nerdy, geeky professional stuff, I have a great LinkedIn profile that talks about all the big projects I've worked on and the type of work that I've helped others with. Uh, and if you just go to linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash Ashley in talks, then you will find me there as well. And you can read about all those uh, things that make me your trusted HR partner. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And we will put all of that stuff in the HR notes for you, babes. And thank you so much, Ashley, for hanging out with us. This is awesome. I love you, you, babes. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye.